You're listening to Two Beers Until Phrenesis, a philosophy podcast for students, graduates, and anyone else interested in ideas. Alongside regular guests and friends, we discuss some of life's big questions over a few beers. Enjoy. Doing Forest of Dean, aren't we? We are doing the Forest of Dean. We're in lockdown with coronavirus. <laughs> we all have it. <laughs> Shall we rephrase that? <laughs> we're in lockdown from coronavirus. <laughs> right, we're in lockdown because of coronavirus. Is that is that better? Slightly. I was planning on being locked down anyway, but yeah, there happens to be a pandemic going on as well. <laughs> okay, so we're on Discord because we, this podcast has to migrate there because of the old corona. And we're all in isolation. Uh, we're going to talk about the Forest of Dean and its cultural heritage and all that sort of stuff because... Some of us sort of live in the forest or around the forest and went to school kind of near it. I mean, Sam, you've sort of grew up in the forest. Uh, I live nearby. Connor grew up in ross on Uh Joe, you live in like Witch Church, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like the Forest of Dean is just the, the area sort of above the River Severn and uh, just sort of east of Monmouth and that sort of uh, part of the Wye and whatever. And it's kind of like not really a specific bunch of places really is it it's like the exact border of what is a forest town and what isn't is a little bit vague yeah that that has actually officially changed over the years uh, especially when it comes to things like free mining which we'll talk about but that that whole like where the borders lie has changed which is kind of interesting well where was it originally then what's this what's this free mining thing uh okay so yeah i guess we could just start go straight into it talk about free mining uh because obviously yeah we're going to basically be talking about a lot of the the history and like i'm going to throw up a few questions as we go that are kind of vaguely they could be vaguely construed as philosophical or at least ethical but we'll just just see where we go with it so free mining is basically kind of a title given to miners within the forest of dean people who were born within the forest of dean uh, under certain conditions have the right to mine anywhere within what was called 100 of saint bravels i think that's how you say it but it's basically this um, antiquated way of describing a certain portion of the Forest of Dean. It's now, since 2010, it's become the whole of the Forest of Dean, not St. Bravels. Yeah, it was sort of established in the 12th century, uh, this whole 100 of St. Bravels thing, just sort of when it became... Can, can, we, can we please start calling it St. Bravels, because it's fucking triggering me. Oh, is it St. Bravels? St. Bravels, mate. 100 of St. Yeah, Bravels? Okay. The 100 of St. Bravels was like established in the 12th century, sort of after all the Saxons and the Viking raids and all the stuff were sort of going on around in this area. Yeah, and like you said, that sort of ended up becoming the sort of historical geographical boundary of where the Forest of Dean is now. Yeah, so the, this is something that's like, I kind of have a, a way into, I kind of uh, understand something about this because uh, my mum is technically one of the last people to be born in the Forest of Dean. So she is one of the last uh, people who's able to, claim that they're a free miner yeah so we should say that the that she's a lot one of the last born because the hospital uh was it the dilk that used to mm-hmm. have uh, yeah it's the dilk yeah so the, obviously the maternity ward there closed down so there isn't really unless there's like home births going on there aren't really any free miners left because the area that is the forest of dean doesn't really have anyone being born in it yeah you you have to be uh over the age of 21 and you have to be born within this certain area and that area has expanded since 2010 uh, it used to be that you have to be a man but if i remember correctly somebody was working in a mine and sued because they uh, couldn't be a 
free minor um it said it was sexual discrimination so it's the now now the older uh, man has been taken as uh, men and women yeah that was october 2010 uh, the woman won the right to be classified as a free minor who did she see uh, she just brought it up uh i think to government it was because it went against the equality act of i think 1980 yeah sue, oh. sue is the wrong word she didn't actually i don't think it was an official like suing but she she raised the complaint and said it was sexual discrimination yeah and it was brought to the house of lords basically yes yeah, so your mum's one of the like actual last free miners then yeah there's uh there's a there's a bunch of groups that kind of track these people and uh yeah she she was in the pub one day and they were like oh you're you know, you're one of the last free miners or eligible free miners. And what are some of the special rights that free miners have? The right to mine a personal plot. And these plots are called gales. And um, it dates back mainly to the sort of 1610. And it became more of a problem in the Industrial Revolution because basically everyone was fucking making a mine wherever they could at this point because, you know, the, the whole rush of the industry. Uh, obviously, nobody does it now. Um, there are a few still open that free miners operate and that's mostly for tourism although some people do mine um what is it they mine now it was not coal it's like, uh, probably oil um, i imagine s- silica or something or uh, ochre oh well, like ochre's like clay paint isn't it yeah it's like crappy stuff yeah i think i think there's like a there's like a full gold thing somewhere in the forest where there was like a gold but the main sort of like my thing they were mining back in the day was like coal and I think they're trying to do a bit of fracking, so I think there's some oil in the forest, Dean. Yeah, it was mostly coal and iron, and obviously wood as well was another major industry, obviously, because it, it is a large forest. Although, to be fair, like the Forest of Dean itself is uh, a little bit overrated in its size. I mean, it doesn't even make the top 10 largest forest in the UK. Weak. It's the second largest crown forest after, what's the one in, like, Sussex, I think. Do you know where the free minor thing comes from, or why they got given that? sort of responsibility i think i got told this once there was something to do with a siege yeah so it was back in 1296 good old king edward the first uh basically this was during the scottish wars of independence and king edward lay, led a siege on fucking berwick upon tweed basically at the scottish border okay and essentially he brought a load of miners up who were part of the hundred of St. what is it st breville's st breville's yeah a bunch of them up to help in the war and he basically granted them and their descendants after for helping on this siege and everything he granted them the free mining rights in that area yeah because they were like they were mining specialists so they sort of they went underneath the walls and then undermined it yeah and that was like how they they broke the siege and then they were like oh you're really good at mining and they're like oh well, it's what we do for a living so then they gave him the ability to sort of mine in there in the forest yeah yeah i think it was more of an unofficial thing until well i've got 1610 here for where it dated back to yeah, well, it, it goes it goes back further, but yeah, it wasn't codified in law until the sort of Hundred of St. Breville's was really, I don't know, it sort of started to have its own, you know, constituency and all that sort of... I think the Speech House, which is one of the central places in the Forest of Dean, yeah. uh, was built in about 1682. So it would have been some time before that, uh, before like a proper sort of government, if you like, a local government was established and they started to be able to get these encoded into law. Yeah, it's kind of... Even when it is coded in law, it's fucking... Uh, <laughs> things like... You have to have uh, worked a year and a day in a mine. A year and a day. Like, why a year and a day? Because you can't trust them until they've done that extra day. <laughs> you just in, that's that's the the crossing of being like incompetent to competent. Is that one day? 
Maybe there's like a training day, like before you start your year or something. I very much doubt it. So we should say like a lot of the culture of the Forest of Dean, as you can probably tell, like centers so much around the mining culture and the, um, and what sort of the whole industry kind of centered around for hundreds of years. Um, and in these mines and in these, uh, uh, these horrible dark holes where they were mining away, they would have, they sort of built this entire sort of dialect and they, there was this whole sort of, well, I suppose most places in the UK like had their own like little dialects and their own little ways of speaking, but the Forest of Dean's kind of retained a lot of that language. They take it to a new level. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything quite like it. You know, my, my granddad often speaks it and I, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people speak it and it, it's, I've yeah I've not heard anything like I I can't think of any other ex- regional examples unless you're literally talking about an actual other language. Yeah, no, it is it is quite unique in how uh, kind of expansive the dialect is in terms of you you literally couldn't understand if you go into a pub in a forest and there's a bunch of foresters actually speaking in the dialects you can't understand it. At least it's very difficult. It's it's a weird mix of things in a thick accent. What are some of the examples of uh, interesting? Forest dialect words, Connor. Tell you what, I'll say a few, and then you guys can guess what they mean. Yay! Is that a quiz? Quiz. Quiz time. I'm gonna win. I'm, I'm gonna win bigger. You all have heard <laughs> most of these before. If I if I said how bistol, but uh, Sam, University of Hertfordshire. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, your internet just exploded. I, I literally had to pause as I was trying to remember what shit old uni I went to. Um, <laughs> Five it's, penalty, mate. Yeah, legit. Like, shit, was it, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> uh, if I said, couldn't see as well as your couscous, what would that mean? I'd call, call an ambulance for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so couldn't see as well as a couscous. Yeah, it's the... As you're having a stroke and you need help? No, no, I should know this one. <laughs> it's like can't see as well as I could basically but it's just like you know yeah, yeah. can't see as well as a typical you. response to how are you <laughs> well it can be yeah yes <laughs> the eyes are blinded by all the coal dust <laughs> how are you I can't see <laughs> is like the... <laughs> oh, Mr. Uh, can't see anything okay what kind of animal is a quest uh fuck uh <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to push you for an answer. Sam, University of Hertfordshire. Yeah, go on. Is it a. It is a. It's a pheasant. You're kind of close. It's a pigeon. There you go. Fuck. Yeah, my granddad used to call the neighbour a queer quist. <laughs> That's politically correct. <laughs> a quist fucker. <laughs> right, if I told you to wash your luggles. What would I be telling you to wash? Is mate. Yeah. That's right. My, my nan used to tell me to wash my luggles, my yud and my fet. Do you know what my yud and my fet are? Hands and feet. Uh, head and feet. Head. Your yud is your head. Yeah. And your hummock is your leg. That's a, that's a bonus one. <laughs> <laughs> hummock, hummock is amazing. That's the best one. Yeah. And ethels are stinging nettles. There you go. That's like some cockney rhyming slang. You fucking ethel. <laughs> <laughs> If I said something was calf's head, what would it be? Is it Jude? <laughs> you what? What? <laughs> you fucking... Are you, is it are you answering with another word? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Jude? <laughs> what do you want about? If, if, it, if it's calf's head, it's Jude. Well, they mean different... Which th- is... Fine. 
Which is Forest for Dead. He's actually got a point. Hang on a minute. If Calf's yeah, Head is right. an expression, why isn't it Calf's Yud? Calf's Head. Calf's Head is like dead. And then like Jud is Jud. No, Jud is dead. So it's someone that's, that's Jud, which is dead. There's, there, there's, this is like Tolkien levels of fucking in, uh, right. like, things going wrong in the language, isn't it? Calf's Head just means shit, I think. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, it's got to be dead, but it's not. It's just shit. Donk is what is a donk? A silly person. Donkey. It's a it's a donkey. Well done, Joe. Nice. If I'm touching something, what am I doing? Oh God, I don't want to know. If you're what? If I'm touching something, what am I doing? Pushing or touching? If I'm touching something, what am I touching? Teaching. I'm touching the crater up the up the hill. Uh, are you pushing? No. Throwing. It's carrying, actually. Mm. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I go. don't know how half of this evolved into what it is. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> if if I flump, what what do I what am I doing if I flump? If you flump, um you're sagging down and sleeping on the floor. Oh, so close. Sitting down. I think more general. Lying down. <laughs> more, more general than sitting down. <laughs> You're too specific. It's just falling down or collapsing. Yeah. Flump. Cool. I have a flump. <laughs> now, I, I can literally do this for fucking hours, this yeah. forest quiz. I mean, you got any more interesting ones, Connor? Uh, I've got a couple. Do you know what LARPing is? No. What, live action role playing? <laughs> yeah, basically it's like how Bistar LARPing is like... How bitch the LARPing is? How are you getting on? How bitch the LARPing? How bitch LARPing, young uh, If I asked, where bitch Gwan, woman? <laughs> where are you going, lady? <laughs> where, are you, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> it should be, it should, should be where bitch Gwan, woman, actually. There's, there's, there's yeah, no, there's no woman, W. Yeah. <laughs> if I were dagging, what would I be doing? Dogging. <laughs> <laughs> I need to say that. No. Digging. No, that's good. No. See, that's too clever a guess, the digging thing. Uh, you, you, you're walking the dog. No, dagging is when you uh, take the clinkers off sheep. <laughs> what the fuck? Are, oh, oh, what the, what the fuck? Oh, the okay, we go. It's when you shave the rear end of a sheep. Oh, well, yeah. The, oh, shitty ass sheep. <laughs> that's the nice. one, yeah. That's, that's an incredibly specific word. Don't ask me how... Uh, in in my nan's household, that I I heard the word clinkers. Oh, bestow, but where they going, woman? You should be dagging. <laughs> it's a fucking calf said job. <laughs> if I said undered, rasty calves, um, ah, there's no way you said that right. <laughs> yeah, undered. <laughs> Underbrassed calves. You're reading it fucking phonetically. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it with the thing. Underdrast Underdrasty calves. Uh yeah, what what am I saying if I say that? If I said underdrasty calves and nash, what am I saying? Uh something about them being cold. No. So bangers and mash. No. No, there's there's some there's some cows which are in a bum because they're cold. No, I'm saying a hundred unpleasant calves are delicate. Oh, why would you say Nash that? Is, but Nash is like Nash is like cold, right? Nash no. is like someone who can't get warm. I swear, delicate or feeble. It should be said that like a few of these actually kind of link over into the 
South Wales and stuff. Some of these things, like um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure dagging comes has some sort of a link between those two. Like a, a lot <laughs> of them, the great equalizer among people is dagging. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like one one or two of them kind of extend further than the forest itself. We went to a, a cider place and they had like a list of these fucking sentences. I've just brought up their website and I've got a few here. Um, I cousin, I cousin get me dunk under the thick bridge. Is yours be too high? Nice. Yeah, it's a problem that we all have every day. Yeah, I mean, like the forest was basically like probably part of a Welsh kingdom up until like the eighth century. So, yeah, exactly. And before that, it was like Roman and all that around fifty AD. Should be said that like most people are unable to speak this like very well. I mean, fucking eyes. Even when it's spoken fluently, it's not. I wouldn't say it's spoken well, but um, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that like obviously it's impossible to write, which is why I'm fucking having trouble saying it. When you when you do write it, it's like very phonetic and it, like the it's like V's and Z's, which isn't quite accurate because it basically has no rules of grammar or syntax or anything like that. So it's basically just creation of people who were living in the middle of a forest mining for hundreds of years and their language kind of offshot and uh, developed around the very specific activities of their community. And yeah, not even all foresters are even able to speak a tiny bit of it, especially nowadays. Yeah, sort of dying out. There are only 150 uh, actual like legitimate free miners left yeah nowadays i wouldn't expect anybody living in the forest of dean to actually be able to give more than one or two sentences yeah it's so refreshing to hear like a full sentence spoken fluently um and the only way you're really going to get that nowadays is like archived like in some kind of recording yeah we, we went to see uh some dialect poetry stuff or at least we went to see one of our friends was performing some poetry and there was a lot of like dialect poets from the forest um doing some of their stuff there yeah i think most people like who aren't from the forest or haven't you know don't know much about the area they've, they've probably heard of it because of either the band emf which is from cinderford <laughs> uh <laughs> shout out like or because puzzlewood which is uh, a place in the forest that you can just sort of go walk through some woods and whatever there's like random film sets there so like some of harry potter like deathly hallows was filmed there force awakens a load of doctor who yeah or J.K. Rowling used to live there. Well, <laughs> I, think she's, I think she still may actually. He had a house, like kind of more in Wales, I think. So I'm, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Where mm. exactly well, it, was. it depends where you draw the border. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think I think technically it's all part of the same ancient woodland. I think a lot of it, like I said, a lot of a lot of the area, or at least a lot of the woodland, historically spills into Wales and stuff. Yeah, so traditionally, like the border was always drawn around Monmouth because that's sort of like the border with Wales, and that's where the Welsh kingdoms really sort of like. Uh, it wasn't until the Saxons sort of pushed out the Welsh kingdom that the sort of border really started to be established around there, and it was and the forest was sort of like this forty kind of place. So that's why the Forest of Dean, you should say like one of the theories for where the word Dean came from was uh, from the Welsh word Hillfort, because mm. it used to be a Welsh kingdom. So, and it was kind of like, you know, this fort against the Welsh, I guess, this like thing, which was where the border of the River Wye is. Um, but this is, we're not actually sure if that is the word or not. I mean, the other, another possible theory is that it came from Danubia, which was land of the Danes, because during the, uh, sort of Saxon era, there was loads of Viking raids up until around the 11th century. And so yeah, there was just loads of Vikings about. But 
we're not entirely sure like exactly where Dean in Forrester Dean came from. Well, it was really important to the Romans, the whole area. I mean, it's always been important. It's always pretty much been used for not just mining, but timber as well. Uh, in World War II, it was like one of the main places we got our wood. And as we were reminded uh, yesterday, it's where uh, they got all the wood for the HMS Victory. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's a true fact. Also, another cool true fact, John McAfee, like John McAfee Internet Security, was born in Cinderford. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so sick. 1945, he was born in a US Army base in Cinderford. So there you go. Wait, there was a US Army base in Cinderford? In 1945 there was, yeah. It's like fucking tiny, where they put it? Man, there's, there's bases everywhere, mate, in, in the war. Like, uh, relevant to philosophy fans, Bertrand Russell was kind of born in the Forest of Dean. I will take exception to that because it's over the it's over the Y. It's like sort of over the Y. It's like more over into Wales, like past Monmouth, where um, his estate was, so to speak. But um, yeah, Dennis Potter was also born there. Cool. Yeah, Dennis Potter is like a big name in the Forest of Dean, isn't he? Like you can do. There's yeah. literally like a there's a degree course. I remember someone took, which is Dennis Potter studies. You can just do a whole degree in uh-huh. studying Dennis, like the works of Dennis Potter. It's pretty fucking yeah. mental. Wow. That's my only contribution. <laughs> Would you say that Tintin Abbey is in the Forest of Dean? Nah, no, it's got to be in Simbel's work. Because the Forest of Dean site, website would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Tintin Abbey is fucking amazing. That's why. No, I, I, it's, it's like, you know, there's, there's obviously Forest of Dean. There's obviously not Forest of Dean because it's Wales. And there's sort of like this, it, a whole area of, is it Forest of Dean? Is it not? Is it just what you say it is? Like, do you just claim it if you, if you want to be from the forest and you're sort of on the border, you know, you can sort of say you are, but yeah, it's, it is a bit unclear, like exactly where it, 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 you know, it spiritually begins and ends. You've still got plausible deniability if you're in somewhere like Lydney. You can, either, <laughs> you can, you can choose to claim you're, you're a forester or not. Yeah. You've got like both ways. Your dual citizenship. Yeah. Oh, I think Lydney's definitely in the forest. Yeah, it's got to be. I think Tolkien loved Forest Dean. All right. Yeah, mate. He based a lot of places on that. A lot of, um, a lot of inspiration for like shit like Fangorn. And, and Hobbiton as well. Like the, like literally Hobbits are just people from the Forest of Dean. That, that's yeah. why it's so yeah. just based on like all these little like rural country bumpkin people. And it was just like, wow, well, let's just pretend they're a, they're a sub-breed of human beings. <laughs> and we're going to call them hobbits. And all they care about is eating food. <laughs> to be fair, they are the they are the protagonists of the book. <laughs> yeah, they are literally the best characters. Drinking and smoking. Yeah. But I think if you're uh, not from, even from the UK, something you will probably be familiar with is the pirate accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, more generally, that's not that's specifically Forrest, but that's a West Country accent, essentially, mm. is, uh, from Robert Newton, who played... Yeah, there's a, there's a very subtle difference between the West Country and this area, the Forrest accent. Well, I should say every area in the West Country has its own rural accent. Like, Sussex is different, uh, you know, I mean, that's not the West Country, but that's, you know, another rural accent has a different sort of thing, and North Devon has a different accent, and... Wiltshire has its own sort of twang to it but I mean broadly yeah. speaking I mean because uh, uh, Robert Newton who played the the pirate Blackbeard in Treasure Island which is where the sort of Long John Silver yeah that was he was literally just doing an exaggerated West Country action because he was from uh, Dorset so he was actually not that far from Bristol 
was where he was from. And he was just exaggerating a West Country accent. That's sort of where it comes from. Mm. It's very weird because Somerset, outside of the local area, kind of takes all the credit. It takes all the credit for the cider. It takes all the credit for the accent. I don't know. I feel a little bit hard done by because occasionally I'll slip into my twang and I'll get people go, oh, are you from Somerset? Just like, no. Trying to fucking take an interest in where I'm from. <laughs> hey, are you from Somerset? No, you fucking cunt. I'm never from that. Don't you fucking speak to me ever again. It's just it's just a totally different place. I've barely I've barely been to Somerset. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's just I it, it's kind of like what are those things? If you know, if you've got like an, an I don't know, a northern accent, is there a place in the north that kind of Yorkshire, I guess, would, would probably take the, all the credit up there? Yeah, well, like everyone will think you're a Geordie, even if you're from like uh is it Saint Shields or whoever it is. Yeah, yeah I reckon the North has got a pretty diverse amount of accents across it you can't really like it does yeah sort of just say the north and then pinpoint it to a specific one as you're saying yeah but i think i think most people would go oh yorkshire and just you know if they didn't know anything about it so, yeah i don't know like your geordie's yorkshire isn't it and that's quite unique yeah relative to other kind of just, just yeah. northern accents i suppose yeah have you seen that um there was an app i don't know if it still exists but it's like uh they would just get like your location on the map and they would get you to record in like you saying a phrase that you could click like in the Forest of Dean and it would have someone from the Forest of Dean saying a phrase with the accent. Then you could click in like they said Newcastle and you could hear them saying the same phrase, but like with like a bit of a Newcastlean accent. That's fucking witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's just like, I think that's the cool thing about the FOD, isn't it? It's the fact that it's his own little like, because before the railways came in, the railways were like the major piece of lifeblood that like sort of changed everything um they were just literally like a little isolated sort of group of people who just didn't really go anywhere else or, or like gloucester was like a, a sort of one and a bit day there and back like journey yeah so it was like very self-supporting but then like the railways were like a massive fucking uh when they realized that there was unobtainium and coal there <laughs> they were like cool we're actually we're actually gonna move in and and make this a place and like some of the work they did with the railways are just crazy. Yeah. You can still go on a lot of the steam trains. They're really nice. I recommend that, actually. I went on a bit of a booze. I don't. On all the... What do you mean? My dad's a, my, my dad's a steam train psychopath, and I've literally been on every steam train ever, and I've now developed a phobia of them. What, even the ones with bars on them? What? You, what do you get steam trains with little uh, bars on them, and you can drink? <laughs> fucking drink. He drink. Drink your booze. <laughs> I can't enjoy. I can't enjoy this beautiful piece of history without having a beer. <laughs> no, it's, you know, nice. Uh, you can go from station to station, see all these little villages, and get pissed along the way. Is that, nice. is that just Virgin trains you're talking about? <laughs> no, because they're they're not old and quaint and yeah. old worldy. On uh, just like tangent, steam trains are actually the most amazing thing in the entire world ever. Like if you look, it's like. The, the older I get, the more autistic I get about steam trains and how they're literally just fucking witchcraft. Yeah, yeah mate. They're just, they're just so fucking cool. Shovel coal into a big fire and then the big... Coal. Coal! Yeah, they're just... They're, they're so steampunk, aren't they? <laughs> anyway, um, I was going to ask you guys. Uh, I don't know how well I'm going to get a response, but like... <laughs> You're just probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not. Like, what do you guys think of the whole like controversy around the closing of the mines and the, the way that... The whole community, the, the way the whole community kind of lost everything. Well, why don't you explain like the whole controversy and the whole close down and everything and the history? Why don't I? You can set the scene. This entire area is basically centered around mining. 
And now coal mining basically doesn't happen in the UK. It's not an industry we have anymore. Yeah, there's still steel. There's still a bit of a steel industry here, but it's mm. yeah, it's very, very pretty much gone. Is it Tata Steel or the one in Wales? Just literally just keeps getting bailed out by the government, isn't it? Yeah, it's just much cheaper to buy everything from China. Yeah. I'm pretty sure China bought Tata Steel, and that was what that's what happened in the seventies. Yeah, they might even own it now. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've just got a controlling stake in it at least. So yeah, the the, the forest has a very nuanced relationship with its mining industry obviously they have this reverence for the past and this reverence for a really strong sense of community and i know we we always talk about you know sort of antiquated times gone by there was always this big better sense of community and history and that you know everybody kind of stuck together and stuff but i think that's even more true of the forest and mainly because of the kind of work they were doing it was life or death and a lot of the poetry and literature and stuff surrounding the forest and a lot of their relationship with their own history really takes note of that in a way that's actually quite glad to be rid of, you know, like I said, it's nuanced. Like in one sense, I think the the sort of pits community, uh, they, they're glad that that's gone now, but they're also kind of not because they've lost all sense of community and all sense of uh, pride in a way. It's like people who miss wars, isn't it? It's like when people come back from wars and they think the biggest cause of PTSD is not actually having bad things happen. It's like the missing of the people when you go back into normal life and you just get scattered. You lose a lot of your purpose. It's just a sort of shared common hardship, isn't it? Mm, a loss of meaning. I mean, it's sad. I mean, you see a lot of these like little forest towns or whatever when you're driving through. And many of them are just, it has the aesthetic of a gutted mining town. You know, they don't, they're not particularly pretty or, you know, they're not very... I'm very very, right? I'm, you know, Sinford is the heart of the forest, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think some some of them are, and, and I think there are, there are places, certainly, that you can go to, which are... But I think most of these places are tourist-centred, and it's only really because they're... It's in relation to their past, and that's it. Any, any semblance of flourishment that these places have is still in relation to their past and that's that's a very tenuous connection because now it's just you know museums and the tourist value of oh the beauty of the, of the forest which is still which is only maintained because it's such a popular tourist destination and you know i think i think they've had to fight for because a lot of it was being sold off as well as private land it's a, it's a crop though isn't it it's literally owned by the forestry commission and then they grow wood and then collect the wood yeah sure yeah yeah. It'd, be, it'd be like if people had really beautiful fields of wheat and everyone came to look at the beautiful fields of wheat. It's still like a field of wheat. Moving on the topic to another bit of the old forest culture. We haven't we haven't solved the controversy. What do you think about it now? Oh, the controversy? Oh, yes. Hang on. We need to still solve. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's sad, I guess. But, you know, industry's got to change and protectionism can't protect the old coal industries and steel industries forever. Yeah, legit, dude. And that's my opinion. <laughs> coal is pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty hard. It's pretty hard to mount a defence for coal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I, I think a lot of the people in the forest would agree. Sure. Send me back down the mine. What did you even say? <laughs> <laughs> Distortion coming from Sam's body. <laughs> Send me back down the mine. <laughs> right. Anyway, who killed the bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, set the scene here. 
there is a little bit of like cultural history in the forest of Dean. Uh, it centers around this. The, we should. This is this is dangerous territory, right? This this who killed the bear show. <laughs> well, okay, perhaps as someone who's not. Let's, let's be sure careful. We'll be sensible with it. Yeah, we'll be really super serious. <laughs> We're not going to make any jokes. <laughs> no, no slide remarks, especially from the guy who lived in Cinderford forever. Like, whose whose culture and town is a central part of this story. My dad still lives there and he'll get a fucking brick through his window if he, if someone finds out I've been talking about who killed the bear. <laughs> this is honestly, dear listener, this is worse than saying the N-word in certain places in the forest. Namely, I mean, namely... much everywhere in the forest, right? Well, yeah. Pretty much <laughs> it's basically taken as a general insult to everyone in the forest, even though originally it was aimed at a very specific community so anyway we should no you you were the one who mentioned this maybe you should right, be the one to describe uh, <laughs> take us back on, on a landmine <laughs> 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 literally that actually that's the sound of a buck being passed <laughs> all right well here's here's not my opinion but wikipedia's opinion so this is as impartial as it comes and definitely definitely can't <laughs> be biased in any way um but let's go back to 1889 there are four Frenchmen and there are two bears. And they're, for whatever reason, performing in Cinderford, doing a circus thing with their bears and all that good stuff. And basically they start making their way to Ruridine to do a show in Ruridine, which is sort of near Cinderford, whatever. And they get attacked by an angry mob, enraged by the claims that bears had killed a child and injured a woman. The bears were killed by this angry mob and the Frenchmen were badly beaten. It soon became clear that the bears had not actually attacked anyone. Um, and there were a load of police proceedings afterwards. Um, uh, and basically about a week later, 13 people appeared before magistrates in Little Dean and were charged with killing the bears and assaulting the Frenchmen. Um, but all of the ones who were found guilty or more were convicted about a week later at a total of £85, which I think in 2019 would be about 9.5 grand, was paid in fines as part of their punishment. And then since then, the term who killed the bears, which is has existed... For as an insult, essentially, directly directed particularly at people uh, of Ruadine, uh, despite the fact that all of those convicted were actually from Cinderford. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't actually, and I, me and Connor were talking about this before, uh, we don't actually really understand why it become a massive insult, but um, yeah, a bunch of people from Cinderford get convicted, and when they, but there was an angry mob that attacked these people when they were on the way to Ruadine, but it's sort of a thing that, you know, Cinderford and Ruidine, it's like a massive beef thing. And it's, a, you know, it's a big deal. You don't say who killed the bear. I think, I think it's for the same reason that everybody is obsessed with John Curl in Ross and Y. It's because nothing's fucking happened <laughs> since. Yeah, I find it very weird that this kind of, this beef has come from a really, really specific, strange thing that happened so long ago. Yeah. And for some reason, that's still a massive issue to this day. That kind of boggles my mind a little bit. I'm not being insensitive, but 1889 is a fucking right, yeah. long time ago. 130 years. This to st- I, 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 I get that, like, the the kind of motive behind saying, you know, just going out to the street and shouting who killed the bear, you're obviously looking for trouble, yeah. sure. But I also think there's a there's a, another dimension to that, like, you're, you know, i.e. don't take offence. Yeah, yeah. You know, to just yeah, let it, just, it go. <laughs> it, uh, to me, it just seems like a bizarre thing to get wound up over. And at the same time, a bizarre thing to also try yeah. to wind people up over. I'm assuming mm. it's just morphed over time into a more general insult. Mm. 
somehow. Yes, know, yeah, yeah. Rather than, like, I'm sure it has absolutely nothing to do with what originally happened at this point because I can't see how what originally happened would really. No, I think it does. You still think it is to do it, but what is what is the insult saying? If you shout, <laughs> "Who killed the bear?" at someone who lives in Ruadine, what what is what offense are they taking from that? Well, you just. You're just othering them, aren't you? You're just saying, right. you're my tribal enemy. Yeah, you're saying, look, who killed the bear? You did. You know, let's let's not forget who killed the bear. You know, you're, you see you're shaming them for a past crime. I know, obviously, the towns are mixed up in this, but I think that's just the evolution of how it's... I, well, I don't fucking know. I do. mm, feels like kind of similar logic to... Um, might be getting some pretty rogue territory here, actually. But like the whole kind of uh, white apologist thing. Do you know? Oh God! Why did you say that? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? There's a parallel. Feel free to edit this out. But yeah, I feel like I'm not. I'm not going to edit this out because I, I I don't really have an well because I'm not white. And he just like <laughs> explodes. I have I have some half formed opinions. But all, what I what I will say is, if somebody tried to trigger me by saying something my ancestors did in 1889. Uh, it would be like utter white noise. It would just, it would be like somebody speaking another language. It, you know, other than the fact that there was someone standing in front of me trying to trigger me, the actual content wouldn't offend me. Yeah. But that's probably because I have no connection to my past. But I guess people in Ruin and Cinderford do. I it's more and the I intent, guess that's though, isn't probably it? a good thing. It's probably more that they're sort of intending to offend you rather than what the actual content of the offense is. Is The worst part is the fact that they are trying to be awful no i think there's a sense of pride that comes with this and a sense of uh historicity and a sense of community that i probably don't have and the people in the farsadine probably do so they're you know it, the content is elevated the content of the of the insult is elevated it, it becomes more meaningful because it's got a more valid target if somebody insulted my ancestors or you know my, my town i wouldn't really give a shit yeah i think you're bang on but maybe that's maybe that's just apathy. Yeah. Tidy. But... <laughs> tidy. Tidy. It's fucking tidy, that is. I think that's the thing, is just like when two places have tribal beef anyway, it doesn't matter what they're saying, they're just saying something to piss other people off, isn't it? And it's sort of like because the intent is there, regardless of like the content of the insult, it like the intent is kind of the thing that matters. It's like, you know, I hate you and I think you're a subhuman or whatever the you know Bear killer. yeah I guess, I guess it's like yeah i guess there's tribal signaling sure but I, yeah i I'm not, I'm not sure i i think it's i think it's a fundamentally I've, different i've literally never con- heard of context this ever apart from people discussing this is the one thing they know about oh, the I have, mate. like I, I heard about this once where someone was doing a bit of supply work at the school and they came in and they uh, ages ago they were talking about oh, I listened to a fun enough they were saying I listened to a podcast about the forest theme and then they talked about who killed the bear and that was the first time I heard about it like a year ago the first time I heard about it in any real depth was actually a podcast um, but I have heard it and seen it I've heard I've seen people get fucking beaten up over this bollocks nah. like and, I, and, I've, and I've heard about family friends like witnessing uh, attacks and things um, it doesn't happen that often but it, it has happened. There have been like a lots of fucking altercations over this nonsense. East side versus West side. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those things. It is literally one of those things, you know. Yeah. It is literally just a gang thing. When you look at like, it's not as extreme as like 
someone getting shot because they're wearing the wrong like color on their hat or something. So like in in that is kind of moderate, really, isn't it? Well, no, but yeah, nobody's nobody's getting killed over it, but. Those poor fucking bears. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of, uh, I think we've solved that one. We figured out people from did it. I thought we got out of that one. Disgusting webbed hands. Absolute fuck you. Come to my address. Fuck you. You wrote, come to my fucking gaff. Bring your Tell dad. us your actual address for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> can we keep can we keep all of that in? But just but just but just bleep just bleep out your actual address. That was nice knowing you anyway, mate. Uh, uh. Anyway, I was gonna say, since we were talking about animals fuck's sake um do you know when the boar were reintroduced uh, didn't they just escape there was like four of them and they just got out uh there were and they just fucking bred like like some sort of uh some sort of fucking mammal that doesn't have a natural predator <laughs> they were officially reintroduced in 2006 that was well after they escaped though wasn't it yeah yeah there were escaped colonies before in fact they pretty much since medieval times there have been boar there and the king had a Christmas feast in 1254 and they got managed to find a hundred boars in the forest of Dean. So a hundred boars were used for that feast. So they've been around since then, at least they weren't really hunted back then as well, because um, people were still in the transition period of hunting other things. Boars are really tasty. Yeah. And also boars are solid as fuck. They're really, really like henge animals as well. Absolute units. Yeah, you wouldn't want to come across one. Yeah, why would you hunt a bull when you can just raise a sheep? What, what was that question I asked that, that made absolutely no fucking sense? Something like, do we owe it to the boar? So is this like an environmental question? Like, if an animal has lived in a certain place, they <laughs> For deserve sake. to be there. If we've made them extinct. Yeah, yeah. Do, why don't we and the boar just coexist and be lovely friends? No, but do, do you not think... No. Obviously, there's this debate about the boar being an invasive species, but well, it is quite. I mean, if you've seen what it does to like yeah, the ground, fucking horrible. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen what it does to the ground. I've seen what it does to trees. Do you do you not think there should be a boar population? It's, it's it's just a you know it goes on and on, doesn't it? It's like well, okay, well if the boars need to be there, then why don't the wolves be there? Why don't the bears be there? Why don't we get bring back to because fucking- because yeah, the, the, because the wolves aren't there, the boars are already there. So removing them would be. Why, is, why is that bad? What, killing killing all of the species in an area? Yeah. Like, like, like I'm not saying I agree with it, but why is that bad? Why, why is killing bad? Yeah, why is killing all the animals uh, like in that area bad? If, it, if it's like, if they were like a, if they were like a parasite or something, which in many people from the forest well, that's view, diff- Yeah, that's, that's, that's different. Yeah, that's different from the original question. The original question was, why is killing bad or why is killing a certain so why animal is killing bad? all the boar bad well killing without any reason is obviously bad there's no real there's no that's irreducible there's no real you know if you have to ask the question then there's obviously something wrong, <laughs> something wrong with you sam <laughs> well no, no but it's like you can't just be like because that's right do you know I mean you can't just go that's wrong killing is always bad there are definitely reasons to mitigate the population and hunt them. Yeah, legit, Very yeah. good practical reasons. Yeah, but then it, then it becomes a kind of harm principle. Then it becomes a kind of, well, I'm 
you know, it's not that I'm killing something. It's that I'm preserving life. The, you know, the, the killing of the boar is a side effect to what I'm ultimately sort of trying to do for the rest of the ecosystem. That's different. Okay. But why is, why is killing all the boar bad? I'm not saying that it is good or that it isn't bad, but why is killing more bad? I just want an argument for the, for why killing boar is bad. I think killing anything is bad. I don't, I don't, I think you need to, you know, I'd stop the sentence midway and just say, well, it's, you're not really putting anything on to the end of the, you know, you're not qualifying it in any way by saying boar or saying humans or saying ants. I don't know. You're not really saying anything extra. So it's like an argument of like killing is wrong, sort of full stop. So wiping on the boar is not good. Well, killing, well, before you even take into account that there's an external kind of thing, i.e. the boar or, you know, any kind of consciousness or, or you know, but if you don't think it's conscious and an artifact, may I, I? I do think balls are made of string. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but even if they're made of string, then you have a self-to-self relationship before you have a self-to-other relationship. So your relationship with yourself—it's like there's hundreds of arguments found in that dimension why you shouldn't be killing anything, or you know, murderous or angry or anything like that. No, I, I don't. I think we should think you should kill all the boar. To be honest, I just wanted to see like why you thought we shouldn't kill all the boar. Because it's like if they're not supposed to be there. Like there's arguments for killing all the boar, and it's just like, well, this this is that was my, that was the main crux of what I was saying. Like, because they're literally like trashing the entire forest when you have like a massive overabundance of a when there's no like balance when there's no like thing that preys on it. It just causes like huge damage to the environment. So like by not. By not killing the boar, you actually end up killing yeah, I totally agree. like so many other species of animal and plant and tree and actually and then damage the infrastructure. So like that's that's the argument for like limiting population. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I guess the, the counterbalance to that is balancing that with the it's bad to kill. I mean, I think of it this way, like I, I don't wanna make up some massive fucking ontological list of what's good and what's a higher animal, what's a lower animal. I've been doing weeding today. You know, I've been out in my garden weeding and it's... You're a fucking murderer, mate. Exactly. It's the same fucking thing, basically. Yeah, it just isn't very helpful to sort of be going down this normative road of killing is bad and thus we can never kill, but then we have all yeah, these sorts, sorts of kinds of exceptions because then immediately, you know, you're invoking a framework by which you are qualifying when something is good or bad. And that's, you know, a whole nother... That's the that's ethics, essentially. Yeah, you know, that's trying to qualify what is and isn't and when it is justifiable. That's something I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you can just say killing is bad. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying you, you can't just be like default killing equals bad. I think you've got to, you've got to weigh up like the, the, the cost of you doing it versus not doing it. Yeah, it, it, it's muddy. But uh, what I'm saying is killing for no reason. If you just take killing as a, as a given and there's no other context in a vacuum, killing is bad. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I agree, but you can never have it in a vacuum. No, exactly. I mean, to be fair, I think there is... There is a bit of naturalistic fallacy here, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of thing. I was just said like, what is the? I didn't say we should kill them. All. I said, what is the argument for not killing them? All? Like, what is the argument for leaving them alone, like completely? I, yeah, I, I don't want to leave them alone completely. But like I said, I do weeding. It's it's the same it's the same principle. But that's that's a completely different intention. I was talking about that that self to self relationship. That's a whole different thing that's happening there. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would say that to be honest, I think. When you the way you're sort of simplifying it there and going, well, killing is bad. Uh, to me, I mean, that's already sort of jumping the is all gap in the sense that you're not really, yeah. um, instead of saying, well, bad is contextually dependent on, uh, you know, the, the normative conditions in which we are qualifying it, like that's otherwise, essentially, you're saying it is objectively bad or it is bad because of some 
actual reason that we can I'm not I'm not being I'm not being objective I'm, yeah in which case the statement I'm sort of being I'm sort of being emotivist I'm saying I'm saying I think killing is bad or boo killing yeah which isn't very descriptive so it isn't really particularly helpful because if it is an emotivist position then it is you know the problem there is then you know we end up in this whole okay well then we we need to define our framework in which we are saying killing is bad because you know again this the emotivist thing like you know it depends on the context of the particular emotion that's actually being dealt. Yeah, but that was just that was just the ground up. That was just a very Billy Basics, you know, would you would you kill a hundred boar for no reason context, which isn't really a context because that doesn't really no, happen. No, but the point is that, that was, pointing to a reason for yes or no why it might have some, why you might be right or wrong in the sense to say that you can or cannot with uh, without a reason. That is, you know, you're making a um, an ought claim. And that's the... It's not, well, it's not a judgment. It's, it's a, a feeling. Yeah, which is an ought claim. What, a sentiment is an ought? Yes, it is, yes. Because it is dependent on the utility function of the, the individual. So if I, so to say that I ought not or ought to do something is entirely dependent on uh, the context of what my goals and what my desires or, and the whole context of the system for which I am in, um, that that all factors into the what is an ought, and that's you know that is the the key of the naturalistic fallacy and Hume's fallacy is the is the point that it's it doesn't make sense to say objectively that something is objectively uh, right or wrong or is a good thing to do or a bad thing to do um, without the context of the agent and the goals of the agent and the context in which the agent is acting because there's no objective uh, framework in which you can actually set it unless you use that context. Yeah, so to say like you know, killing is bad or whatever. Like, you know, of course, in the in the context in which we are talking, in the context that is descriptive of the moral act of killing, I agree with you. But it's like then, you know, when when the conversation moves into the philosophical domain of trying to pin down this objective domain in which um, we can claim that killing is bad and that is because of some, not necessarily a priori. But I, have, but, I haven't really moved into that space yet. Yeah, but by ba- basically you know, starting off with an axiom and saying, well, killing is bad. Can we all agree that killing is bad without a, without a reason killing is bad? Um, to, the, to move the framework into that, then, okay, well, we have to first establish the context and the reasons um, in there because we're, we're having an ought discussion. We're not actually having a discussion about the, you know, the fact of a situation because we're in the yeah, ethical domain. Yeah, because we're making a qualitative judgment. Yeah, yeah. We're in a qualitative domain. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole can of worms. But yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> Just a it's important to sort of like, you know, bring that up that it is, it is very, very much like going towards that cliff edge of the is or problem very quickly when we start like boiling down to these like normative statements. Yeah, so I get a bit scared when you get a, this, this is this or something like that. You just get a bit worried. Yeah, like X behavior is bad. Is, right, is here's, here's yeah. my normative statement. Boars are evil. <laughs> yeah. What's oh, some good philosophy going on, boys? Do you guys know what the Beast of Dean is? It's a euphemism, mate. What is the Beast of Dean? It's a, it's a cryptid. Do you, know, do you know what a cryptid is? Oh, is it... Um, it's a Bigfoot. <laughs> it's a Bigfoot. It's a fucking... Yeah, it's a Bigfoot. It's an actual... Is it a Black Panther? No, although I was going to say, I think that's just generally the appeal of the Forest of Dean. So it's this, obviously this ancient place and it's this big place. And I think it attracts a lot of that sort of imagination and 
otherworldliness. That's why people hear a fucking noise and they think it's a wolf or an escaped panther. And it's like the stories of that kind of stuff is just so fucking widespread. I remember when I was, I was really little and uh, went into the woods and it was, I think it was just after the whole foot and mouth kind of thing. So the woods was really, really deserted and uh, overgrown and everything. And there was this story about an escape panther, apparently. Like the fifth one that fucking week. There's always an escape panther or an escape leopard. They escape from. Yeah, I was going to say. A zoo in Wales. And it was like, I, I think th- this did, this did happen like once in history. Uh, like a fucking panther escaped or something. Some, or, or maybe somebody was like animal trafficking. I, I think I think people don't understand perspective and then they saw their cat on the windowsill and they freaked out. <laughs> you know, obviously, obviously there, there have been like big cats and things that, or like weird creatures that have escaped somewhere in the UK at some time. And, so, you know, sometimes they're found, sometimes they aren't. But the, the whole like, there's probably two in the history of fucking humanity and like the, the chances of them making their way across counties... Like why would they? Why would they be doing any of that? And why would they be in this exact little woodland? But yeah, we we were like looking around every corner, thinking it was a panther because I I don't know why. But yeah, the Beast of Dean is basically it. It's that whole imagination just taken tenfold, and it's it's not. Well, it's it's like a boar, but it's like a fucking moose at the same time. Apparently, so this, is, this is no longer an escaped like actual animal this is now a mythical beast we're talking about no so it's a crypt okay. it's, a, it's a cryptid yeah so a cryptid like big like bigfoot or i i think i always think that like bigfoots in woods are you know like people who you know like feral people you know like feral children when like a you know like all these uh you get like feral children when they're like raised by animals or they literally just live in the woods and i always think it's just like yeah, you know that doesn't make them hairy though well no but i always think it's like well it would if you never shaved in your life imagine you're just like someone who's got like i don't know mate some people can't even grow a beard yeah yeah fucking me mate but like, um <laughs> if, if you literally just like get kicked out of your uh home and it's like there was the murky territory but like there was there was a person that i used to like sort of do a bit of care work for and he was basically a feral child because his parents were just like, okay, our son is disabled. We just kick him out the door. And it's just like, I think, I think people, Shit. Uh, who, who, yeah, yeah. And I think people who manage to do that and maybe they survive. Yeah, potentially. They start to look a little bit like a fucking Bigfoot with the, the hair and shit. And if you're in the forest, I don't know. I think it's just, that's the way you sort of rationalize sure, it. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it's just overactive imagination. I think we always want to. Yeah. I think the Beast of Dean's bullshit. Imagine the world is like like it's something out of fucking lord of the rings or something it's like stories about people are still watching documentaries about werewolves and mermaids and things as if as if the now werewolves are real they're women they're so real mate are they really full moon what else happens at the at once a month you know (laughs) right turn into a monster once a month or full moon you know yeah what does that remind you of I'm not actually sort of semi not joking. I, I reckon where the whole a lot of the mythos behind werewolves actually was something had something to do with the fucking sort menstrual cycle, mis- misogynistic, superstitious yeah, yeah, literally, ethos. I, 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 yeah, I think there, there's got to be something there, right? Um, some sort of people who raid when the moon is out, so then they can see more at night, so they can get closer to towns um, by actually seeing things in the moonlight. They don't have to do like have like torches that would give away the position, and then they just come in and like pillage towns and shit. 
another good theory. I think that's a bit too Fact. well thought out. Like, I mean, look at the Loch Ness Monster. That's just, uh, that's a fucking log. Yeah, that's real, mate. Probably. <laughs> it, it's like, the, the, nobody has ever seen a dinosaur or a dragon, but people still imagine them. It's a 35 million year old plesiosaur. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It, it's not, it, it, like, they've never seen anything like that. It's just imagination. Imagination is enough to make a lot of these things because people are so desperate not to live in the real world. People really want fairies at the bottom of the garden. And, you know, the garden's still beautiful without the fairies, but people fail to see it. So this Beast of Dean thing, basically, apparently it could make fucking trees fall. It was massive. <laughs> it's just a bore. It's just a fucking... It's someone just saw a big bore yeah, and just did not think that was enough. You know, I mean, I, I get it sometimes when I'm walking through the woods and I'm like, you know, I, wouldn't it be cool? You get if, confused if, with the beast of D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. No, but it's like, you know, you, you, you especially when you're younger, you, you feel like the, the whole, the place is, is more scary and more bigger than it actually is. More bigger. More bigly. Yeah, just like the forest of Dean and its spirit and the culture and the history and yeah cool <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> no, no, no i just no I just tying a fucking bow on that <laughs> yeah so for steam basically bigfoot's gay the fairy got killed by people in uh no one no one wants coal anymore because it kills the environment and women are like and they all speak weird china oh that's for steam is there any Connor? Is there anything you're most proud of about being so, uh, and Sam actually? What do you <laughs> are you proud of any of your sort of ties with the forest at all? Yeah, I love the language. Lang- the language is the language is legit amazing. I think it's really fucking cool. Growing up, listening to my granddad speak Forester around the fireplace, you know that's that was actually it was an insight into another world. And, I, and I've like I, like I said, I don't really have a sense of history or you know, relationship with a community other than bits and pieces that I can tie together in a fucking godless world. So having that insight into the older way of thinking about things was, was, uh, it was, uh, quite refreshing. Cool. And, and the forest of Dean is really nice. Like, it's just a really nice place to be in. Tidy. <laughs> it's actually properly, actually quite tidy. Like, carry on for a little bit oh right i'm I'm boring another perry so right i'm gonna be sacked so hard do you guys know when the last person to be tried for witchcraft in the forest of dean do you know when that was 2018 yeah i was thinking something like that it's 1906 see now now you've made a much later guess so oh yeah but come on it's kind of shit there wasn't it what do you think about witchcraft connor do you think it's real well in this case it wasn't real it was uh it was a woman called Ellen Haywood, who was oh, yeah, I remember. Ap- apothecary. And then I well, did they like, <laughs> did they kill her? No, they didn't kill her. She survived until like fucking 2018. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. She was Plot a witch twist. the whole time. No, but it's fucking weird that we were trying people for witchcraft in 1906. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not a thing. It's not a real thing. Why the fuck was anyone trying anyone for it? In 1906, like... 
bored, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't have YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Next best thing. Oh, let's go lynch someone, mate. Legit. It's a good way of just like um it was like the Scottish Reformation and the um and the Inquisition on the stuff. It was just a good way of just keeping people like super, super holy. You're like you haven't been in church every single day last week. I think you're bad. I kind of want your things as well. I'm gonna say that you're a witch and then get you burned. I think it's more just like if you got one of those dodgy old neighbours and everyone hates them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You just you don't really have a reason other than you hate them, and so the whole village is just like, oh, let's just let's just say they're a witch. Just kill them. <laughs> there was a there was a there was a show about a guy and um. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> <laughs> But um, there was there was a guy, and basically, like, there was a woman got raped and murdered, and it was like a it was some cyclist who did it, like someone who was their neighbour. But there was a, a guy who he was like a creepy sort of weird dude who was the landlord of the house, and he was a bit like introverted, and, uh, read loads of books in French, and was a bit strange, and everyone just presumed it was him. And then actually it got to the point where like the papers were like hounding him, and they were putting like photos of him up in um in like the newspapers and shit like this, just because he just looked a little bit weird. So it still like happens today. That's sort of like our witch trials. Right. Anyway, I thought that was cool. But um, yeah, obviously, obviously I was wrong. But surely, surely that, that whole scapegoat thing, like, oh, well, we'll just pretend that certain people are witches because they're unpopular and they're fucking ugly and we don't like them. It's a way to get rid of them. Surely you, you'd, everyone would have to buy into that idea. It's not like people would be sat in a room going, oh, I'll tell you what, we're going to pretend that witchcraft is a thing as an excuse. They're not going to be talking about it in such like, overt terms. It's going to be like this subconscious thing. Yeah, so I don't think they went, let's kill this old weirdo. I think they probably thought, let's say you got like a creepy old cat lady and she's always muttering to herself and she is a bit of a pagan and whatever and then some bad things happen around her. You're like, Shit, we should kill the witch. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know about the Dimmock curse? No. Nay. Is that Charlie Dimmock? From Ground Force. Who the fuck is that? You know from Ground Force? No. Doesn't she do like, some property? Have you only seen Ground Force, mate? She's the one always putting water feature in places. No, not from uh, probably ages ago. I've watched a Deep, you're right. You ha- you do actually have no fucking cultural heritage, mate. Um anyway. It, you can actually go and see this thing in uh, Gloucester Folk Museum, but basically there's this lead tablet which had all this crazy batshit stuff and uh, it's got it's got like someone's name written backwards on the top. It's like a curse against this woman who was like, she was a herbalist, lived in, um, she got she went missing in 1836 and was never found again. Wait. And it's got like all this, all this kooky like fucking astrological stuff, spirits of the moon and the sun, names of like, specific demons and things it's like it's just this fucking tablet it was like a curse who against this the woman why uh, nobody knows they they found the tablet and they've never found the woman uh but she was she was a real woman she just went missing so they just they just found the tablet around the same time that they reported her missing that's kind of creepy yeah it's fucking weird whoa I was going to mention the weirdest place in the world, Little Jean Jail. Yes. Sure. Why, why didn't you, for fuck's sake, why didn't you start this off? We've got like two hours just about Little Dean Jail. Yeah, but if you scroll up far enough in the Discord thing, Sam, you'll see, <laughs> see some pictures that we put in when we were talking about it the other night. <laughs> it's literally just like Little Dean yeah. Jail, which is a collection of weird shit. Like there's like fucking Anne Frank's tampons and stuff. 
and it's all just like bollocks that you could just clearly you could just like you could just like all bollocks that you could it's just a polar bear with one eye and two mouths <sighs> yeah it's quite strange there's loads of like shrunken heads and nazi stuff homunculi they're called aren't they oh they homunculi i don't know i thought that was just what the term for a shrunken head what is this place described as isn't it like a Museum it's, a, of- it's a journey through crime, I think, is like their their slogan, which I think is, if it's not a slogan that they've done, that's a fucking banging slogan. That's a slogan I'm going to give them. Crimes against fucking nature. What the? Why have they got shrunken heads and bloody taxidermy gone wrong? Like, what's that got to do with crime? Other than neat, being horrible. Sort of fuck it, I'll put it on a shelf. It's got to be like shock factor, isn't it? Well, it's just literally a man bought a jail and just filled it with bollocks and then people paid to go and see it. 